0: So, anyway, thanks for helping us out with this. I know it was kind of hard to get here.
1: I am Groot. Yeah, I mean, travel must have been really hectic for you, especially all the traveling miles that you had to do. I am Groot. Okay, so what brings you over here to help us out? I am
0: Groot. Oh, okay, that's really cool. I understand I really pulled that favor out. Thanks a lot for helping us out. So should we get started with this? I am Groot.
1: Yeah, okay, so uh, do you want to basically tell our listeners what the uh, disclaimer is this week? I am Groot. Seriously, dude, you kiss your mouth with that? Hey, 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 watch your mouth here, man. I am groomed. Alright, alright, hey, hey, hey. hey. Alright, fine.
2: Okay. I am groom.
1: Look, leave my mother out of this, okay?
0: She had nothing to do with that incident. Anyway. So as you were saying that this morning this episode contains adult language, mature situations. I am groomed. Hey, 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 I know, I know, we got we gotta include this too. Uh I don't know, uh sci fi tropes
1: and infinity gem. I am Will you leave my wife out of this? She only did that
0: twice! Hey, hey, hey! Do we have to What'd kick it? Where'd you
3: get it
1: from? I don't know.
0: you got to... Anyway, anyway. Okay, so it has also has the greatest soundtracks ever, 80s references. I am green. I know, I know. Talking trees. We
1: get it, we get it. Jesus Christ. So You know, full of ourselves, aren't we?
0: <laughs> Homicidal
1: gun-toting raccoons. I am green. Jesus Christ! All right, Aunt Stanley is in the movie again. Is there anything else... That you can say that has nothing to do with fucking vulgarity because you're driving me nuts! I am Groot. Ah, I can't work with this guy no more, okay. man!
0: Okay. Anyway, listener discretion is Groot.
1: What? Oh, Jesus. I don't get paid enough for this.
0: Barkin' We Review, episode 99, Hooked on a Feeling. Hey guys, it's Zan. It's Bam! Yes, we are back for another fun-filled episode of the Sparkin' Movie Review. Some some podcasts, Inventing reviews about connected dance narratives. We're back, we're ready, we're chilled, we're relaxed, and we're pretty good. And I know it's been a couple of months since we released episode 98. I know we said we are going to review a specific movie for episode 98,
1: but shit happened. You guys are busy doing things. We're busy doing things. But we didn't forget about you because we do care about your listening views and everything else. Yeah, I know how you incorporate listening and views at the same time is beyond us. But, the long story short, we do appreciate all the time, especially
0: you guys out there, overseas. Yep, overseas, around, I know, it's been quite some time, but we're back, we're good, we're chilled, we're mellow, and we're excited because we're actually doing something a little bit different, something a little bit fun. I know, usually we adhere and listen to what the great and all-powerful...
3: DROAD DECAHEDRON!
0: ...of movies says, but... Unfortunately, because of st- stuff, we decide we're going to just kind of phone... Not phone in, but we're going to choose something a little bit different. Especially because this is one of the best movies of 2014. and we got to talk about this because it's, uh, it's awesome, it's amazing, it's great. But first, remember, you can listen to any of our earlier episodes at com. Yes, we're also on Twitch, we're on Stitcher, we're on Instagram, we are on Facebook, we are on Tumblr, we are on Twitter... And I think we're also on a couple other stuff, but... If we're on social media, we're there. Yes, we are. All its information is in our show notes. Because you can also email any questions or leave any comments at the website or email us at
1: gmail.com or me at uh, zan at spyrocon.com. And Baz at Remember, folks, your input is very important to us. Well, we want to read from you, hear from you, you know, just give us a shout-out. And also because, as we said at the
0: beginning... What episode is this? 99! We are one away from episode 100. Well, technically it's episode 402, but
1: it doesn't matter. Just spoil it for everybody, why don't you?
0: It's episode 100 of the movie review. We've been doing this for 100 episodes, which is pretty good.
1: Shit, I love uh, Pepsi.
0: There's more waiting. We'll get it in a bit. But at first, we have to get through this review, which is awesome. Because we got some great and amazing stuff to talk about. And this one is such a storied history because it is so... Not obscure, but i was surprised they did this the way they did. But let's get right to it, shall we? Yes. So, for those of you who don't know, the movie we're going to be talking about today, because you're probably wondering, what the fuck? It was a movie that was actually directed by James Gunn, which is pretty cool. It was produced by... Anybody with the
1: last name Gunn is going to be like a powerful fucking movie. Yeah, well,
0: produced by Kevin Fahey, who made it. And it's starring, well... First off, surprisingly, Benicio del Toro is in this movie. Yes. he, I mean, he looks good. He doesn't have that terrible Wolfman accent. No. Because that was kind of a... Let's not go career. there. You know, Glenn Close, I was really shocked was in this movie and did a good job because it's Glenn Close.
1: Hey, 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 hey. Remember that movie she did with Michael Douglas? That was a pretty creepy but good movie.
0: But it was Glenn Close Young, not Glenn Close Now. But the one who was the most surprising, who I felt did not fit this movie but worked, John C. Riley. You know what? I picture him now as, from Anchorman 2, I picture him as the ghost of Stonewall Jackson sucking people's souls up saying, Your soul is mine.
1: Oh, Christ almighty.
0: There'll be a mint junip waiting for you on the other side. But no, it's he's in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have Dijon Hosun, who's a great actor. You know, he's doing comic book movies again. Yeah. Karen Gillian from Doctor Who. She shaved her head for this role, and she did an awesome job in this.
1: Hey, hey! Just because a chick shaves her head for a movie does not make her a, like a talentless actress. You no, know, there were several who did that, and they did a great job. But she's awesome. But
0: Kara Robert, Gilliam is hot. She has models
1: a- shaving their heads. That's hot.
0: No, Kara Gilliam is hot because she's a redhead. Now she's no longer red; she's just
1: bald. But she's still hot. Okay, true.
0: Next, you had Michael Roker doing one of the weirdest
1: variations. Roker, of- damn it, Roker! I guess. I don't know how you No, mean. he
0: says he's drunk half the
1: time. Oh, okay. So he I wants say- to Well, that's his code. name! He can say it however he wants. That's his name. Yeah,
0: but he did the weirdest variation of a character that I've known for years. They completely changed it, and I'm kind of, like, offended, uh, but I kind of... It was okay with it, but it's... It's so- like
1: watching a donkey show. No. It's-, it's, like, disgusting, but you still have to stare at it because you're intrigued. No, no, no.
0: It's more like trying some chocolate pretzels.
1: Oh, if you want to go with that one, fine. Either way, it's a Jersey reference. Yes, it is.
0: All right, you also had Lee Pace in this. Now, Lee Pace, eh. I was like, mm-hmm. eh. Because the fact is he looks so effeminate that in this role he looks like really macho. I was like, what the fuck, dude?
1: Did you yeah. take Royce for this? Probably. Oh, but if not, but you know, out for Oprah, I'm not going to tell you that much.
0: You know, now the two actors, we don't see his their faces, but we hear them. I mean, you got Bradley Cooper and Vin Diesel.
1: Yes, and without we'll cars this
0: time. They both did great jobs with this, and yeah. Vin Diesel this is his third voice acting role, I believe. Yeah, his yes, third, and he's all of them knocked out of the park. Yeah, you know, I can't believe this. and Bradley Cooper just—it's Bradley Cooper. He's a very good actor. He's moving mm. up in the world. He's not like the other people from The Hangover because Ed Helms really—I mean, his next movie is Vacation. Mm. Like really? Mm. And then do we even have to talk about the other one? Mm. Really? Mm. I don't want to either. Yeah. Then, for his,
1: is this his first No, than acting not, this role? No, uh, this is his starring first starring acting role. Uh, yes, it's his first starring acting role, but it is not his first appearance in a movie. He did a Scorpion King 2.
0: But, yeah, well, it's Scorpion King 2. We're talking about yeah, Dave Yeah, but this Dave is the first major.
1: Yeah, Dave Bautista, also known as Dave Bautista, a.k.a. Bautista from WWE Wrestling. And he, he, he is playing he, a role which perfectly fit him.
0: It did. I mean, it wasn't even just the fact of the way that they rewrote the character for him. It just, it
1: worked. It did. The, the cost, the, the, the makeup work, the, the acting ability, it was just like, it, it was incorporated into him. It was a great role for him. Next, yeah. we had Zoe Zoltana, and this is now she's a- That's 50- Zaldana has a day,
3: dammit! What is with you with the Ebonics this week?
0: Anyway, Zaldana. She, this is her fifth role in a sci-fi movie where she had to change her color! Again. I think she's been in every single fucking color in the rainbow at this point. I mean, this one she's green. Well, she was her
1: natural color in Star Trek.
0: Yes, she was natural color in Star
1: Trek. And she was natural color in Columbia.
0: That's not sci-fi movie. Well, at least she was
1: naturally story. colored. No, I
0: said sci-fi movie. Oh. There's a sci-fi movie where she's yellow.
2: There's okay. a
0: sci-fi movie where she's blue. Okay. There's a sci-fi movie where she's red. And yeah. now she's green. Okay. What the fuck else is next? Is she going to be purple? Is she going to be beige? What the...
1: F- we have a betting pool open here on sparkin.com, so... Definitely check it out. Yeah. But still, amazing job in this, and she did
0: it. And next, the one, the black horse of the movie, the person who we didn't think would do a good job, because of Community, he played a
1: fat, lazy bastard. And changed it up to definitely get the role going, Chris Pratt.
0: Yeah, Chris Pratt, definitely, he's a great actor in this. And uh, when we get to MVPs, I mean, he's a high contender for it. Yeah. And what is the movie we're talking about? Based on the 1969 comic series that was revamped in 2003, we're talking about...
1: Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: Now, this is a pretty cool property because a lot of you've never heard of Guardians of the Galaxy before this movie, but I've known about them since the '80s. I've been a fan of them. I collect the original series; this is one of my favorite. I the old team of them.
1: I, me, I've also known comics of the age and all stuff. Uh, did not appeal to me too much. Nothing against it at all. It was just didn't grab my uh, attention as well as like the major mainstream comic book characters that are known today.
0: Because I mean, the first time I read about them was the Avengers Corvax saga. When they, yes. show, when they brought Korvac from the 30th century to then. And then the series starts with them looking for Captain America's shield in the future. And all that. I mean, the characters like Vince Astro, the original version of Yondu, uh, Charlie 27, Martin X, Starhawk, Elite. All these cool characters were amazing. And then the, the comic series ended in the 90s in a way where they took, you know, they added members of the team, left members of the team. They threw in a feature version of Wonder Man. you threw all this really cool stuff. And then the end of the series is that... They're abandoned on a planet. It's the original team. Together again. A lot of the characters who had gotten better have regressed back to the original point they were at. Two characters who were actually merged together originally, but then they split apart. got merged again, so that kind of sucked. Another character who was in a containment suit but got freed of it. Yep. He's back in a containment suit and he can never get out again. And it just ends in a kind of a downer. Then a couple years later... They said, we're going to revamp this with some new characters. We're going to bring some of the old characters that no one give a shit about. We're going to put Adam Warlock in it. We're going to put Star-Lord in it. We're going to put Rocket Raccoon. And that series became really popular. And that's what they based on this new team that came out in the 90s. The 2000s. And that's the team we're following.
1: You see, this kind of movie was, you know, like I said, it uh, wasn't like the mainstream ones that everybody is aware of. Like you know, Iron Man, Captain America, Spider-Man, Hulk. You know, the, the, main, the major main four to five. That are out there that represent what Marvel was back in the day, like Guardians of the Galaxy. To a lot of like to a lot of the uh, comic book buffs out there, that they really appreciated was one of their favorites. So some that were like, "Oh, okay, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, okay, yeah, whatever." Because this is the cosmic
0: but, Marvel universe. This is out right. there. This is the Silver Surfer, the Galactus universe. Work. yeah, we know Silver Surfer and we know Adam Warlock and the rest.
1: But this is kind of this was kind of a good thing because, like, Guardians of the Galaxy became kind of like a cult following now more than anything else. Because, in my view, if you have a cult following or something, that means it's going to be ten times more popular than the actual mainstream items that you've seen currently. Guardians of the Galaxy itself was just like, okay, I've heard of them, was I thrilled, I was like, yeah, whatever. I'll wait till it comes out on DVD or Blu-ray or something like that. My wife was like... I want to check it out, you know, little one wants to see it. Okay, that's cool, all that stuff. So she took him to see it first. So I'm like, okay, whatever, She going to come back. She's like, oh, I hate it, just like every other Marvel movie. She came back, and she could not stop talking about this movie. And she is not a big fan of, like, the major Marvel characters. She's not a fan of Spider-Man. She's not a fan of Thor, blah, 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 blah. She's not a fan. Yeah, I know, you're probably saying, what the fuck's wrong with her? That's my wife, would expect. But long story short, she came back, with fucking reviewing, rating, like, ranting about this movie like it was the next Messiah. And for her to say that, I was like, damn, I gotta go see this movie and see what the hell is up with it.
0: And so. not just as a comic movie, it's a great sci fi movie. It it's, is! It's a great heist movie. It's just a fun movie, and it's just great. Now, not to go too far into spoilers. Premise is that we have our main character, Peter Quill, a kid who got abducted by aliens, got taken to the far side of the universe, hooked up with a group of space scavengers or pirates, Find out. and he ends up getting this MacGuffin. We're going to say it's MacGuffin, because mm-hmm. we don't want to. But it's an item which everyone is after. It is, as he says in the movie, it is a Co- Ark of the Covenant, Maltese Falcon-esque thing that everyone is trying to get a hold of. And he ends yes. up getting stuck with five
1: other people who... If you people can see Zan actually holding the dodecahedron, just to describe the effect of this item that we're talking about, yes. it is comical as it is just looking at him do this. But it's this. completely true.
0: It is completely true. You know that. It as is. he still shakes the
1: dodecahedron. Yes.
0: But... the. <laughs> And I enjoyed the film. I love the fact that you have all these characters come together and it's n- you don't need to introduce every single one. Everyone has their moment and everyone fills it in. Now, some people say this is better than the Avengers because everybody had a moment.
1: Yes, and that was the one thing. When they directed this movie, they gave opportunistic time moments for each character to show the development. It's like, okay, this is this character, what it's about. Now you got this character, this is what they're about. And then it's a, it was a basically the, like a very smooth character development story that Gave everybody their moments in time. It was well-spaced. It was, I thought, brilliant on how they did the effect on that. Um, what else is good about this movie? Graphics. Graphics were fucking amazing. The graphics
0: were amazing. They held up well. The whole universe and the characters were made in CG. They looked like they were really there. Rocket Raccoon, you could see every single hair was animated.
1: Oh, gee, I mean, the graphics on Rocket alone, I mean, like, when he talked to each little hair moved. That's how intricate detailing these guys went into this movie. It was just like, we want Rocket to be realistic as we possibly can, and he, they did it. And
0: besides that, our villain, when you talk about the, the practical, for the villain, Ronan looked awesome. Yes, he did. And he was a very imposing figure. And he wasn't just a like, Loki like, oh, I I my this. No, Ronan was a threat. Yeah. And it wasn't like he was, I'm going
1: to do it for this reason. No, he was on a
0: jihad.
1: Yeah, he was the kind of guy where it's like, okay, I'm working for you, but you know what?
0: No, it wasn't his work. He was like, you're helping me end my goal, get my goal, and I want my goal. My goal is this, and oh, well, this will help me out. Fuck you! I don't need you anymore. I'm getting my yeah, goal anyway. It's the
1: basic buildup of a super villain, even though it's like, okay, I'm answering to the Godfather, but guess what? The minion found something to say. You know what? You ain't that big of a threat to me anymore, are you? Go fuck yourself! I'm gonna do things my way now. But I like. Hal was and I like the fact he had Kree
0: depicted in such a great way. It sucks that it wasn't their actual natural enemy. It wasn't <laughs> the Shi'ar. It wasn't the Scrolls. Because if it was the Scrolls, it would have worked. But,
1: of course, Skrull is owned by Fox and <laughs> that one property which we don't talk about. But it's just the whole basic premise of, like... And one other good thing about this movie is the fact that... Not only was it, like, separate, like, spacing for, like, all of our main characters... But also, the like, the factions of the groups, it's like, even the bad guys had enough space to where it was like, okay, this is who we are, this is what we do, this is how badass we can be. It was equally balanced spacing on everybody in the movie. I mean, even Stan Lee had a fucking good, like, portion of uh, being in the film. They
0: all had great portions of the film, and there was perfect world building where it was a used universe. Everything had its place where you wanted to know more about, but there was already established stuff. Like, nowhere was done brilliantly. Xandar was done well, even though I was kind of pissed at how they did the Nova Corps, but that's because Nova is an awesome character, and they kind of nerfed everybody to be like, oh, they're just kind of like glorified space police now instead of
1: what they were, which was
0: a lot more awesome. But,
1: again... But they could also be building it up for a sequel. Or for appearances in other movies.
0: Nah, they they changed the character too much, as Nova was the human rocket. He could fly,
1: he had energy beams, and these guys were... We're in spaceships. Well, that's one thing you should learn about the Marvel. We all know what the Marvel universe; things can change on a dime. Very true. But we're but overall,
0: great success and the soundtrack. Don't get me soundtrack. Oh, Jesus the, the fact Christ. that the whole reason why it's soundtrack is it's his. It's if his. anybody was
1: born in the '70s that grew up in the '80s listening to '80s music, you will appreciate the living shit. Oh wait, 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 hold on. One of them is not an '80s music. It was actually from the '60s. But even still, it's like '80s music, '60s music. It was incorporated. It was popular, and it was like. This is a hell of a... Fr- I want the fucking soundtrack to this movie. And that was just one soundtrack. They did. And then, oh, guess what? Here's the other cassette. Second one. Gonna...
0: But, but we don't know what the second one was. We don't know what it is on the second one. That is true. Awesome but it makes you set. want to say, I want
1: that one. We I don't know what's on that one, but I want it because it's...
0: And it's going to be on the next one.
1: It was just phenomenal. It's phenomenal.
0: Now, since we're being so positive, were there any negatives that you felt in
1: this film? Was there anything negative? Anything negative? Because I'm scratching my head with this. I'm surprised. You know what? Normally this is a part where we would say, okay, there were certain scenes that dragged. I didn't see anything that dragged. Yeah, no. I would say, okay, there was one actor that was overkill and couldn't act worth a squat. There was no actor that overkilled and couldn't act for a squat. I agree. Um, Um, There was... It was the... the
0: Inappropriate placement of soundtrack. No. Nothing. That was it was a well orchestrated, well designed film, and I'm and, not just fanboying about this. I'm a fan of the old property. This was well done,
1: and even and I and I even look for like you know the whole. And if anybody has seen this movie, and this is a little bit out of the uh, this topic on this one, but this is because like to be this is how anal I was because I try to look for any imperfection. Fight Club, circle on the fucking corner of the screen. You know how it's like you look for that kind of thing? Yeah, you look for the That's how attentively anal I was. I could not find one thing in this movie. Not even Glenn Close fucked up this movie. Not one thing in this movie was fucked up. From beginning, middle, end. Kept me awake, kept me laughing, kept me entertained with music. It was just, holy shit. There is absolutely nothing wrong, which is probably why this movie grossed as much money as it did, because it was that damn good. No, that is it exactly. It
0: just—I walked. Usually, I walk of theaters. That was good, bro. Do this. No, this—I literally just walked out with a smile, didn't say anything. It it's just a perfect movie. It was the kind of
1: movie where he's like, "Don't change a fucking thing." Yeah. And I'm just curious. In fact, uh, I got to relook at my Blu-ray because there's no extended edition of this thing. No, and if there I mean. was, I think it would have made it either a lot better or a little bit worse. That would have been my anal imperfection of the thing. But nothing out of anything in this movie, came out wrong. There was no bitching, complaining. My wife couldn't even find anything wrong with that shit. And she's anal as far as uh things like that, too. Yeah, I mean, and I'm twice as anal as her on that kind of shit. Pinpointing fucking flaws. She's like, I can't find nothing.
0: The big thing which I had an issue with before the movie started was that Michael Walker was like playing a character who, in the original version, he was like a noble savage. He was a character with a long fin for a head, shot bow and arrows, was, you know, very noble and very... And very proud, really cool character from Alpha Centauri. They remade him to be kind of this scummy jerk person. It was, this, you know, it's Michael Roker being a scummy bastard. Yeah. With, like, a kind of a, a little mohawk, but he saw the arrow. I was very apprehensive about this. And when I saw what they did with him, I was like, this fucking works. This works really well. This is work. like yeah. when they turned Jarvis into a robot. Even though now apparently Jarvis is going to be in Peggy Carter because he's alive.
1: So. The original Jarvis, yeah.
0: So that kind of it worked. But I like how they did this.
1: I, I, I can't you know what that. it is? It's all about how the actor can incorporate it and make the character work. If you can get an actor that can say, "Well, listen, I've studied this one. I'd like to try this," and you try it, and it's like, "Holy shit, it works!" It's all courtesy of the actor, and it also it's also courtesy to the writer that the yeah. person that envisions, "Okay, I see you doing this. I want to see you try to do it like this," and if you make it work, nobody is gonna say shit about it because you made it work. That's what a good movie should be. It should be about the passion behind the character, the passion behind the scenery, the passion behind the music. Everything was done well in this one. This movie uh, was made with a hundred and seventy-two million dollar budget. The movie grossed over seven hundred and seventy-eight million. Enough said. Exactly. Enough said. That's a Stan Lee quote, but you know what? That's the best quote you could say.
0: That is it. Enough said. What it's added to the Marvel Universe is nice and I can't wait to see where they're gonna go next. Definitely. This movie,
1: if I'm correct, actually beat out grossing money out of every other Marvel movie that's come out. It's beaten Spider Man, it's beaten Hulks, it's beaten Thor, Captain America. Okay, like so 2. there's uh, no Avengers, fucking way. There's no fucking way. Okay, so Avengers the budget was two twenty. Hundred and seventy two million for Guardians of the Galaxy. So it was less as far as the budget. Now Box Office, yes, Avengers literally hit it out of the park. Even, no, even... But remember, too, this is the difference between Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy. The casting. Look who's the casting on this one. You got Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Mark Raphael, Chris Hellsworth, Scarlett Johansson, Tom Hiddleston, Clark uh, Gregg, Samuel L. Jackson. You're talking about a power team cast of people. Guardians of the Galaxy. You got Chris Pratt, which is known. Dave Bautista, known by WWE, but not like one but of the major for the high... Big, big ones. For the big ones? You the, have a lot. Uh, for Guardians of the Galaxy, the only big name... Bradley Cooper, Vin Diesel. Bradley Cooper, Diesel. Vin Diesel, Zoe, so close. Zoe Sanzo. So, uh, she's still up. She's no, getting she's up there she's, she's because of Star Trek and uh, a couple other movies as well. Columbiana and Colombiana, also three uh, dramatic right. But remember, too, that's only three to four. You're talking almost five like five to eight on that alone. Uh, soundtrack-wise, Sylvester did a great job, obviously. Did he do... Uh, I didn't catch it on that one, but did I do the, uh... St-
0: no. know oh. The soundtrack was all fat footage. Okay. There was but no- long story short,
1: yes, I mean, it's right up there. It beat out all the single movies. It did not beat out Avengers, but still. That's saying something about a movie which I think is a cult following.
0: And which everyone thought was going to fail. Everyone was like, this movie looks stupid, and it did amazing.
1: Oh, it did be beyond amazing. for the, For the 2014 year, it freaking slaughtered every single superhero movie out there. I agree. I will not... I have no... The numbers say itself itself. They and speak and for and itself. And yeah.
0: Now, let me ask you this. Now, since it is an earlier movie, we're not going to say... We're not going to do our favorite scene,
1: but... I can't tell you. Even if you ask me, what was your favorite scene? I can't tell you. Because I honestly don't have a favorite scene. All this... Actually, you know what? I do take that back. There is one but scene. We're, but we're not going to because it's going to spoil part of the film. But let me ask you this. That's not really a spoiler, to be
0: honest with you. Eh, I still don't want it. But what is your... M- Who's your MVP. Who is the, your most valuable player in the film? I
1: can't. I can't.
0: There's no one, one. you like above anyone else. Everyone was equal ground 100%. You know what?
1: Everybody's going to go with the, uh, you know, everybody's going to go with the whole Rocket Raccoon bandwagon jump. Uh, the reason why I'm saying I'm not choosing an MVP is because I feel everybody in this movie did such a phenomenal job that it should not be categorized as who was the best person in the movie. Everybody had an individual role that they executed to perfection, and it just, right there alone, I say MVP, Guardians of the Galaxy. The end. That's my MVP. The whole fucking movie. Yeah, I said it.
0: I like the way you did it. I mean, I had a statement, but you know what? Fuck it. You know what? Fuck it. I don't get an opinion on this. Like you said, I don't get an opinion.
1: I mean, no. <laughs> well, now you can get an opinion, obviously. It, but it, it, it's just one of those movies where it's well balanced. It's well rounded. Yes. Yeah. So you can't. Even Vin Diesel saying three simple words. No, he also did all the mocap for Groot. So Do you also know that Vin Diesel did it in freaking different languages? Yes.
0: 17 different languages. 17
1: different languages. And it was a simple role, but it was just. The simple fact of three words, he made it work for an inanimate, inanimate object. Excuse me. Groot is not an inanimate object. Well, no. <laughs> Damn it's, it. Okay, let me rephrase that. As far as he was not in costume, all he had to do was sit behind, you know, a microphone and say, I am Groot, in different no, ways. he
0: was there on the set. He actually went to the CGI. He did the mocap and he was on set with the with the, the big, you saw the videos of him with the big things. He did all that.
1: You know what? I'm blanking out. He, I'm probably drunk.
0: No, you're just tired. But very tired. But, overall... Great movie, and as you can guess, since I'm not even gonna dare go through the different. <laughs> I'm just gonna yeah, say yeah. this. Straight okay, up, yeah. our rating for this is really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't watch this now, you, yeah. your brain will freeze, your eyes will be sold forfeited to the great Zobo Star where I am grouped. <laughs> Enough
1: said. I am grouped.
0: Really, you really, really fucking no, cool. This is, I am grouped. <laughs> this
1: is this even exceeds the five point. This goes to, I'm taking this to, I'm sorry. It's not, I'm taking it's it to number, number six. It's not, no. No, no, as far as the Sparkin' official review, we, it's gonna go with the really, really fucking cool. As far as the Baz's personal fucking review, I'm taking it to a level six.
0: You're taking it to a six, I mean... because It only... goes to
1: eleven, but I will take it to a six. No,
4: the, the more oh, that, no, that is okay. There's
0: only one we've had that's a six. That's an official six, and I don't... Was I there for that, that one? one? Yes, you were, and that's one I don't think matches it. But, this is a really good I one. gotta ask you that one at the end of this one. We'll talk about it later.
1: Um, no, but yeah, definitely i go with the... Yeah. There, there is no we're not even gonna the other four <laughs> fuck that in fact I'll fart in the fucking microphone. That's how fucking great this movie was. The bottom line is that it's it's a really, really, really fucking cool one and you can fill in your own words, that's how fucking cool this movie was. It's for the total, movie. The it's movies, like, wow.
0: Definitely if you've not taken a chance to see this. Hey, watch and God David, Zoe Look. looks
1: sexy in that fucking poster. She does. I'm like, Looking at that, it's like, i got to look closer now.
0: Here's the cool thing. I watched this. She is fucking slamming movie. in that one. This movie for is. green chick. Both of the Marvel movies i watched more than once. And there hasn't been a hot in chicken. In the theaters.
1: And there hasn't been a hot green chick since Star Trek. Yes. But here's the thing.
0: I watched the movie multiple times, which has been kind of rare for me lately, because I just went once. But this one I saw three times. At cap, I saw four times. But when I went to see this, one of the things is Gamora in the comic book. She, you know her because you know she's the war chick that dresses very scantily, very like ladies like Sonia, Red Sonia, you know, mm-hmm. with the chainmail, and she was known for having these yellow marks on her face, like this yellow tattoo. Like you know, Batista has all the red, which is the, yeah. The, she had that, and this one, Zoe, or like, you see her, you don't see her. Like ah, oh, it's kind of the costume's different, whatever. She has them. You have to look at it, but you see in her face, she has the tattoos. But they like the y- the light yellow green. It worked so well.
1: Yeah, no. it's like every time you watch,
0: you see something new. Yeah, the Milano was cool ship. I like ship better, but the Milano worked in this because it is the Milano based. On, and I just love the fact that you walk you walk in and actually, that's my favorite quote of the movie.
1: See there, okay. But so thinking about what you said earlier, there is one question. What is your question? If it's not a spoiler, <laughs> it's not a spoiler. Because we talked about the soundtrack, uh, it's 80s, so obviously we're talking about 80s references. There's only one question. That's not a major spoiler, but here it is. You're talking about a 1980s Sony Walkman in this movie. Yes. How the fuck?
0: How old is Star-Lord? Star-Lord, he got abducted in 84, he was 11 at the time, so he's like, is late early 30s,
1: late 20s. Okay, so figure about over 20-something years, he's got a Sony Walkman that runs on AA Duracell batteries. Why the fuck did he get AA Duracell batteries in that fucking universe? And if you don't, how the fuck did it play for so long? Well,
0: if, well, we could say magic, movie magic. But, the geek in me says they probably made some some adjustments to the device which would be able to run and read the magnetic tape so it didn't expire over time.
1: And that's the second thing, too, that there must be there must be some super preservatives or something in that universe because I've held cassettes back in the 80s that lasted me a year or two because I played them so much. He must have overplayed the shit out of that the cassette. That's the only
0: thing he had for it, and Chris Pratt said, I hated those songs when I was done with it. I could sing every single one. Right,
1: but the cassette itself lasted for over 20 years, and it didn't break. I got cassettes that lasted four years, and I was lucky to get the tape taped together to hear my song so it wasn't skipped. I, it's, it's movie magic he probably found it,
0: honestly It's movie magic he must have found a sci- in sci-fi universe he must have found a mender menders do that they're able to fix anything you know poof
1: that's just a miracle of like lifespan on a on a on a Walkman and, and cassette tape so it's just wow
0: I think that's movie all magic can, it's not I what, think that's all we can really say about this movie amazing check it out watch it get the DVD get the Blu-ray get the digital copy buy every version of it possible check out the old comic books so now with that in mind, let's get usually at this point we'd be doing the Dodec movies, but We're changing it up this week. Yes, because next next episode is our hundred.
1: And I got something really cool
0: planned for it. And also an old host is coming back for this episode.
1: Dun dun!
0: So, thank you for listening to us for the last 99 episodes. We got a good thing for episode 100. And check out our other podcasts, too, at www.sparkand.com. You can email us, gmail.com.
1: And you know the rest. Yeah, Just short it out. So, with that in mind...
0: So- okay,
1: so, with that being said, this is Baz, and my favorite quote of the movie, and you probably won't catch it, is...
2: What do you let it lick you like that for?
4: Growth. Gross.
0: And this is your host, Zan, for The Spark, and we reviewed my favorite quote from 2014's Guardians of the Galaxy is...
3: We have an agreement, but I would never be partners with the likes of you. I'll tell the buyer we're on our way. And Quill, your ship is filthy. Oh, she has no idea. If I had a blacklight, the place would look like a Jackson Pollock painting. You got issues, Quill. Okay.
0: Thank you guys for listening. We're gone. Oh, we've been gone since we started this one. Later. Later.
3: Hold on, hold on! Keep calling me vermin, tough guy. You just want to laugh at me like everyone else. Rocket, you're drunk, all right? No one's laughing at you. He thinks i some stupid thing. He does. Well, I didn't ask to get made. I didn't ask to be torn apart and put back together over and over and turned into some, some little monster. Rocket, no one's calling you a monster. He called me vermin. She called me rodent. See if you can laugh after five or six good shots for your frickin'
1: no no, 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 no,
3: Four billion
1: units! rocket! Come on, man, hey, suck it up for one more lousy night and you're rich!
3: Fine. But I can't promise when all this is over, I'm not gonna kill every last one of you jerks. See,
4: that's
2: exactly
0: why none of you have any friends!
1: Problem at all.
3: Who are you, Star Lord? Who? Well, Star Lord, man, legendary outlaw? Forget it.
4: We arrested these five on Xandar. Check out the rap sheets. Drax, aka the Destroyer. Since his wife and family were killed, he's been on a rampage across the galaxy in a search for vengeance. Gamora. Soldier, assassin, wanted on over a dozen counts of murder. Rocket, wanted on over 50 charges of vehicular theft and escape from lockup. What the hell? Groot, he's been traveling recently as Rocket's personal houseplant slash muscle. Peter, Jason, Quill. He's also known as Star Lord. He calls him that himself mostly. He's wanted largely on charges of minor assault, public intoxication, and fraud. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: I I didn't know how this machine worked.
3: Hey, hey, hey! That's mine. You son
1: of a bitch. hey! Take those headphones off right now! Ah!
4: The guardians of the galaxy. What a bunch of a holes!
2: I'm
3: hooked on a feeling. I'm high on believing that you're in love with me. I'm hooked on a feeling.
2: The only matter I do not take seriously, boy, is you. Your politics bore me. Your demeanor is that of a pouty child. And apparently... You alienated my favorite daughter, Gamora. I shall honor our agreement, Kree... ...if you bring me the order. But return to me again empty-handed... ...and I will bathe the starways in your blood.
3: Thanks, Stan. Sounds fair. This is one fight you won't win.